This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Now, Tiffany, you're taking us through this incredible state of marketing report done on over 4,000 marketing professionals worldwide across cultures, and you're telling us kind of the four big takeaways. The first one was marketing becomes the cross-functional glue of customer experiences. The second was new realities, up the ante, and you have to be much more ready for data merging and data unification. Tell us about the third big takeaway. That is AI, so artificial intelligence and trust underpinning these customer experiences that, that we've been, you know, sort of talking about here. Interesting. And that really has to do with uh, looking at, you know, trust. We, we have this crisis of trust. Mm. What are you going to do with my data? Are yes. you going to use it appropriately? Where are you storing it? And yes. for those of you listening that have international businesses with GDPR, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are things you obviously have to pay attention to there. But you know, for many of us in the U.S., you know, permission marketing, a la Seth Godin, a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's 15 years now. 15 years. Right 15-year anniversary-ish, yep. right? Yep, that's so, right. Um, permission marketing uh, is, we've been doing this a long time, but I think we got might have gotten a little sloppy. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now with this full transparency and the ability to see and use data in new ways, um, you really have to make sure that that trust is is underpinning that experience. So uh, a lot of this has to do with um, uh, personalization and mm. building the brand and mm-hmm. lead generation and customer acquisition. But most importantly, it's just making sure that you give your customers the reason to to give you the information because mm-hmm. they trust you're going to use it in a way that delivers them a better experience. And mm-hmm. kind of one one stat in there, and, and not to hone in on millennials so much, but they've said in many research uh, pieces that we've done in others that they're willing to give up personal information if, mm. if mm-hmm. they will get a better service because of it. Right. And right? so and because so, because there is this this trend this in their minds a value proposition that's out there potentially there I mean they understand that hey you know I have to give this up to be able to get something that is important to me right Yeah absolutely and and some of that comes down to personalization you know I I mean I think if you say, well, wow, we've been personalizing as marketers for a long time. You know, it used to be Dear Valued Customer. Mm. Then it was Dear <laughs> Tiffany Bova. And then it was Dear Tiffany. Uh-huh. Right? And so that's personalization, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to know that beyond Dear Tiffany, I'm glad you know my name. Right? But <laughs> beyond that, like what's unique to me mm-hmm. uh, in a way that, that says you, you know who I am, you know what I already have from you, a la you don't need an MBA, and I probably don't need a credit card application, right? <laughs> right, right. Those things. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so you have to make sure you're showing this benefits of personalization across the customer journey. So it's part of brand building. It's, you know, lead gen and mm-hmm. advocacy. Mm-hmm. And, and we've found that marketers that use AI uh-huh. are, are about 9 10% more likely than others to claim major improvements from personalization in their overall programs. Oh, like interesting. Personalization is giving them that lift that gotcha. they were looking for. And it's and and they causally attribute that to the instantiation of artificial intelligence into their processes. Yeah, and the and the access to data, good data, mm-hmm. right? Because customers are saying, "I trust that you're going to use it appropriately, so I'm I'm willing to give you data mm-hmm. and use it in a certain way right. that gives me better service." Wow. Interesting. And so let me ask this, Tiffany, as a kind of stepping back in terms of marketers collectively working together 
to, you know, it's sort of this idea of the rising tide raises all ships. What are the things that are marketers trying to work together collectively to try to better communicate transparency around these policies? Is there a way to kind of like put together like a larger group of of companies that are willing to push this agenda to try to really make this connection with consumers to, to build that trust across uh, lots of different companies? Is that an idea that might be interesting? You, you mean from marketer to marketer? So company A marketer works with company B marketer yeah. to give a better solution to a, a, a shared customer? Yeah, or, or even I – lo- actually, I love that idea. Wow, that's good. Uh, I, I was also just uh, more like a consortium you know, of companies that, that are that, – because in your analysis, which is absolutely interesting here, Tiffany, you, you, you found that marketers are adopting artificial intelligence at a rate of 44% since 2017. And so it's there. It's not going away. And if there is this dissonance, this challenge with trust, uh, an interesting thing to do would be like, let's get together as as marketers in a collective sense, in a consortium kind of a sense, and let's create kind of a an, an approach, if you will, or a process or I don't want to call it a certification, but almost like a, a way to kind of say, hey, we're coming together to let you guys know, customers, that, you know, this technology is here and we want to try to use it in the best way possible to give you a better experience. Is that Would that be something that marketers could do? Is, are you sensing some of that kind of trend happening? Well, you see it in some industries, you know, like I, I always pick on airline because people think, oh, an airline experience. But if you think about like frequent flyer programs mm-hmm. across multiple airlines, mm-hmm. right? They're not, not the same tail. Mm-hmm. You're sharing your loyalty number across. They know where you are. They're communicating with you. you oh, know, that's a good point. It, it, and so there are examples of, you know, kind of competing, if you will, brands that come together with the goal of servicing the customer uh, mm-hmm. better. And, and you see it now with um, Amazon working differently with people who they may have viewed or vice versa as competitors. You know, Nike having a store on Amazon or Kohl's and Amazon coming together or Best Buy and Amazon coming together, right? You have common customers. And I think as marketers, it's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. If you have common customers, how can you serve them right. together? Interesting. The one plus one really does equal three. Gotcha. And it gets tricky with data. It gets tricky with data because you can't always share customer data across companies right. like that. And so right. that's why that AI and trust have to underpin these experiences to make sure you're not breaking any uh, forms of trust with that data specifically. Interesting. What are some examples of really impressive uh, uses of artificial intelligence in the marketing space that you've seen and noted, Tiffany? Any any case examples that jump out to you? So I, I'm a fan now. I, I talk a lot about um, selling more into the base of customers that mm. you already have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. As, as marketers and as sellers, you know, as you know, America, it's like I, I call myself a recovering seller, so I... <laughs> <laughs> pretend I know marketing. But, you know. Uh-huh. but, but I, I love the battle between the two, really. That's my favorite thing. But, it is. But, right. ultimate, if, but ultimately, I'd say that the um, enablement that marketers do with sellers uh, has always sort of been there. But, mm-hmm. but where I think there's a ton of opportunity is marketers enabling customer service or customer success agents mm-hmm. in the base of customers that you already have. Gotcha. And I think that's where AI really can play a role. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, some of your professors like a Peter Fader talking about lifetime value and customer centricity, like gathering all that data from an AI perspective and saying customers who buy apples and oranges are more likely to buy papayas. Mm-hmm. Well, how many customers do we have that have apples and oranges? And right. Mm-hmm. Can we sell them papayas? And where did they come from? And mm-hmm. how do we get more like them? And who churns less? And mm. who gives us longer lifetime value? And 
all that kind of, uh, of customer, current customer analytics, uh-huh. and then marketing more smartly because of it, where mm-hmm. I, I tend to see marketers get very wrapped around the new customer acquisition, mm-hmm. because that's where the metrics drive them. Gotcha. So, you know, I like when customers are, in te- or brands are intelligent with me saying they know something about me, and I'm more likely to do this, and they offer it to me, and I go, mm, you know what, I didn't know I need it, but I need it now. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. And so what I think is really interesting about this, uh, Tiffany, is the fact that, you know, as as a mechanism, you know, we we are especially those that are growing up in as sort of the digital natives, if you will. They are the entire expectation of what they think they're going to expect in terms of that experience is almost going to have to be, you know, almost definitely driven by AI because, they're going to be expecting that like seamless, frictionless, easy, personalized kind of thing, right? Yeah, and and this is I think this is a really un unchartered opportunity. And somebody may be listening to this, going, "My God, we've been doing this into the base forever," you know. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised. And I just start with a very simple question: do, As a marketer, do you enable your sales team? And usually, of course, people go. Of course, right? And <laughs> right. I say, do you, do you enable your customer service team in the same way? Well, why would we do that? <laughs> like, well, because it's far less expensive to sell to who you've already sold to. The acquisition cost is lower. They're far more loyal. Right. Um, either they're much more likely to buy, to try new products that you launch. They're willing to tell you information. Like, mm. it, that's all goodness over here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> uh, when, when you watch a cellular commercial and they go, hey, if you sign up today, you'll get four phones and nine trillion gigs of data, and we'll come over and rub your feet, and we'll drive your kids to school, you know, the whole nine yards, right? Right, right, right. And so you go, oh, my God, I want that. So you call in, and they go, oh, no. It's just for new customers. Right. Oh, interesting. You've been here 15 years. You don't. Know, you don't right? get a foot rub. <laughs> you don't get a foot rub. Right. And you're right. like, hey, what do you mean? What the heck? I don't mm-hmm, understand. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I think that this is where AI has a huge opportunity, like not only to know who your customers are, but then learn a lot from them so that you can go out and find more like them. Mm-hmm. And then it really helps you as a marketer understand the value of your brand and what customers will will value from you and mm-hmm. then you know how you can actually be smarter with them the ones that you've already acquired so so that's the third one and I we we are very bullish on AI so I think there's tons of opportunity and upside there gotcha and what's the fourth one tell us about uh, the fourth big insight from the study yeah so the fourth one was that marketers adapt to new standards of engagement and and this has to do with this coordination of channels <laughs> which you know it used to be, oh, people would call us. <laughs> then it was, well, they'd call us and maybe fax us. And then it was call us, fax us, email us. And then it was, you know, call us, fax us. And then it, and then it was, what's this thing we could do on social media? And then it was, <laughs> you know, there's nine channels. And right. you know, you've got Instagram now saying we're going to start doing commerce yeah. right from an right. Instagram ad. And right. We're doing, you know, I mean, there's so many ways that you can have a customer engage with you, number one, but more importantly, buy something from you. Right. And I think, you know, as a business, I'm oversimplifying. We kind of do two things. We make stuff 
we sell stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not complicated, right, Tiffany? I mean, when right? you just like cut right. away all the other stuff, this is this yeah. is it. It's a two pronged thing, and we're if we're not doing those two things, we're not going to be around long, right? <laughs> yeah, and you might make stuff that's a little unique and different, great, but you still have to sell it. And you might make stuff that looks like everybody else's, but if you can sell it better easier mm-hmm. or, you know, remove the friction, be better in customer experience, Matt, you might sell more and you might even be able to raise the prices. Wow. So I uh-huh. think that, you know, really thinking about kind of this, this fourth, uh, um, you know, thing that we learned is really just about how do you coordinate all these channels? Because it's just not slowing down anytime soon. And in fact, it's probably going to be accelerating, right, Tiffany? Well, it, it, I, I don't know if accelerating is – it feels like everything's faster, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but right. you know, I, I feel like it's shifting. Like, mm. you can't – like, last week it was Twitter, and then it was Facebook, and mm. then it was LinkedIn, and then it's Instagram. And nope, now it's back to our own website. And then mm. it was influencers. Then it was big <laughs> brand advertising. And then it was television. And then it was – you know, you just – Interesting. It's – it's it's it's. I think that's what's accelerating is how quickly it's changing. Um, you know, is is absolutely uh, accelerating. So, Tiffany, where can listeners uh, take a look at the report? Is it is it available for public consumption? It is. You can go to uh, salesforce.com backslash research. Mm. And then there's all kinds of research there, free for you to download. Wow. We have state of marketing. We have state of sales, state of customer service. We have the connected customer, which is really fantastic about mm-hmm. what are customers looking for from brands. Interesting. And, you know, you could have at it. And it's it's really, really some comprehensive stuff broken by geography, by industry, by size, mm-hmm. all kinds of really rich content. Very, very cool stuff. So what's next for you, Tiffany? Any uh, important uh, keynotes or things you're doing? What, what's up for you? Oh, well, you know, I'm still uh, flying high on the success of Growth IQ. Growth IQ. Uh, Tell us about it. I've been reading it. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Uh, Yeah, so it published in August of last year. It made a Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It was up for uh, Strategy and Management Book of the Year, and I I was up against Brene Brown, which is never easy, and she creamed me. So, you know, (laughs) You you we'll gave you, you gave her a run for the money though. Growth IQ is a fantastic book. I gave her a run for the money. You know, and then just yesterday, I guess it was announced that Michelle Obama's mem- memoir is going to sell like ten million copies. So I said, "Hey, nine million nine hundred fifty thousand of those were mine. What you had to publish at the exact same time I did. What the heck?" <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, we we absolutely appreciate your wisdom and knowledge and the work that you do is so fantastic and your uh, and just the nicety of you being able to share this information with us. We really appreciate you. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight with us, Tiffany. I'm always here for you. You ask, I show up. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Uh, Listeners, you can find more about Tiffany Bova at Salesforce.com. Check out our new book. It's called Growth IQ. It's fantastic. You can also follow her on Twitter at Tiffany underscore Bova. That's T-I-F-A-N-N-I underscore B-O-V-A. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, airs live on Sirius XM 132 every Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.